Hello and welcome to On A Mission, the show where we share inspiring conversations with phenomenal women who are creating success and prosperity in their lives with purpose and passion. I'm Pauline Rodish, a success mindset coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I'm on a personal mission to remind you that you are a beautiful soul and you have so much potential. And my intention for this show is to give you the nudge to answer your own calling and to rise up and take on your life's mission. So welcome everybody to the On A Mission, the, the show where we are showcasing and having wonderful conversations with phenomenal women. And today is my first guest, the gorgeous Avelino Sullivan. She's a friend and she's just an amazing woman. And I just want to set the scene as this is the first episode. So today is the 28th of February, 2021. And we're almost one year into a global pandemic. And for those of you who have been watching and listening to me for the last year, you've heard me harp on about anything is possible, create your own circumstances, create your own life, design your life, regardless of what's going on outside of you. You've heard me saying to you, you have so much potential, so much power. And because of me saying that out loud, I've been saying it inside, it's been coming from within me. This is where this whole thing has been born. The Facebook group, which has had many names because of the evolution, which is what's supposed to happen. And also I'm here and I couldn't be happier to introduce you to those who haven't met Aveline, those of you who know her, know how amazing she is. And I'm gonna hand it over to my gorgeous pal, Aveline O'Sullivan. Aveline, you're so welcome. Um, you and you know, you've been my first client as well. So we've had, we've had a few firsts. So yeah. come on, today's a special day in your household though, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm just laughing because today, today is my son's 10th birthday and you know, you know, when you asked me to be on, I didn't cop it until about Friday night. And I was like, Pony's asked me to be her first guest on my son's 10th birthday with double digits in this house. It's a big deal. And, you know, I would say really that spins but prior to that a little bit, but the most transformational time in my whole life has been the first day that Finn was born. And I think I've been on an, on an amazing journey since. But you're right about the pandemic, and I'll tell you why. Because the first case was announced in Ireland on the 28th of February last year. And I didn't want to tell him. I tried to hide it from him because I didn't want him. Because, you know, we didn't know what it was about and stuff like that. So, you know, I never told him that the first case, you know. But it's, yeah, it's a year today that the first case, and we're having a lockdown 10th birthday in this house today which is quite exciting and you have a fin Polly we both have a fin <laughs> and you know what what's your fin like what's his personality like oh he's yeah would you know like I I would kill myself for saying this because you know my mother I used to think my mother had mommy boys mommy's boys you know all the time because I have a twin brother and I used to think he's a mommy's boy but there is definitely there's a different relationship with a daughter and it's okay to say that like a really strong god does she push me phenomenal woman in my daughter phenomenal right she will really yeah really pushes me in a great way and then I have my son Finn who just worships me <laughs> he thinks his mother is fabulous you know and some you know and, and well, Adeline, I have to caution you because my Finn is five years older than your Finn and mm -hmm. the worship thing it kind of it sort of dilutes a little bit so just oh, yeah. be aware okay yeah. be aware <laughs> but listen look at the, there's something about the Finns of the world and um, they are definitely here they're kind of the warrior in them and they put it mm -hmm. up to us I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. yeah. So, Aveline, we're here to talk about your magnificent business and your journey to bloom in a box. So yeah. I'm going to hand it over to you, but I'm going to hand it over to you with a question. 
what mm-hmm. is your intention, you know, behind Bloom? How did it become the phenomenon that it is? My intention behind Bloom is to connect people, really. It, it really is to connect people. And I'm driven by the Maya Angelou quote. It's, you know, it's not what I can't remember. It's not, I know it off by heart now, I can't remember it. You know, it's how you make people feel. You know, it's how you make them feel. It doesn't matter what they say or That's right. what they do. It's how you make them feel, right? So I suppose I didn't know it, but in my language all the time, I use the word feel because I know what it is to feel, you know, yeah. and I know what it is to feel terrible. And, and and the truth is, like, I don't say this very often, and I, I've kind of recently started saying it because I wasn't very comfortable with saying it, but I nearly lost my life, and Finn nearly lost his life this day 10 years ago, right? So it's a really long story. I ruptured my womb. It's, it's beyond, like, you know, and I suppose I didn't know that I was in trauma for about three years of my life afterwards. I didn't really understand that I was in trauma, and I was in trauma for a long time afterwards. But I actually, it's funny, like, that falling apart and that putting myself back together in a jigsaw was, I mean, I, w- I, I just don't forget it for a second. And it was the scariest, you know, years of my life in, in, in trying to be who I am. Because I think before that I was who everybody else wanted me to be, you know, and, 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 and now what, I am who I am. What, what changed? What, what, what was it that changed? Because I knew within me there was somebody else. And I suppose we women do it. And I'm reading Glennon Doyle at the moment, Untamed, you know. And us women tend to be who everybody else wants us to be. You know, the, you know, they, we think that we need to say a certain thing or we need to dress a certain way. Or we need to be a certain way. And we need to act a certain way. And we're, pe- we're pleasers, right? So this disease to please that Oprah talks about, right, yeah. probably led me to bloom in a box as well. This disease to please and you're pleasing everybody else, right? holy moly i won't curse right but it is so liberating when you are who you are and that's it that's it right now i'm not who i am every day like i won't lie to you there is still vulnerable moments and i'm still sometimes not fully who i am and then i have to bring myself back you know and remind myself right who i am because you know we do like i'm going to a terrier barrier at the moment with other things like my business is moving to another stage right so I'm, i'm i'm trying to remind myself who i am which sometimes isn't easy it isn't easy no, but no. I suppose the, the bloom in a box is built from that because I had flower shops with my sisters and then when Finn was 10 months old I decided oh it should be a great idea to open another one like a lifestyle job the furthest thing from a lifestyle job right but what I learned very much was and I said to my sisters at the time I don't want to be with the public don't want to talk to people I want to be behind the scenes don't want to do it but actually I was pushed into it you know and it was the greatest lesson and I had worked in corporate for 12 years before that and there's nothing like working with the public to teach you an awful lot about life because it's very humbling as well and especially in a flower shop when you get to see so many different things in people's lives and what happens right so what I learned very quickly because I have it this need to feel acknowledged this need to feel you know that someone is acknowledging you and, and and saying that you're great and in the really dark quiet moments because like people are talking now but 10 years ago people didn't talk about like going on IVF journeys miscarrying trying to conceive and not conceiving like like you know I spent years trying to have my kids like I know the journey that that is right and I know how lonely it is but people weren't talking about it so when I was in the flower shop I could see that people wanted to send something to these people and it's well like people going through chemotherapy journeys and other things and all the other things that we have going on in our lives that nobody knows about and we we have this fear about it or we don't want to share it and that the real quiet moments those moments that even as young mothers Pauline and you you know this right like 
it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, right? And 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 you don't know who you are, and you often think that you're not good at this, and you weren't meant to do this, and and all the other things in society. And that's what I go back to: what society tells you should be is a load of bloody rubbish, right? Yeah. It is, right? And and I, I I don't get me wrong; I'm still led by it today, even as a, as a female business owner. And I think that I need to be pivoting and all these different things that entrepreneurs think that they need to be doing, and I can sometimes get caught into that trap as well, right? But so bloom in a box was so people wanted something between flowers flowers and supermarket flowers right and it's mostly women to women because i do it for women right I, I know the men follow through but i do it for women because the women send this box with a flower and in that moment it's like when a child hands you a single flower it's the sentiment it's a gesture if you can say whatever you want in that message and you want to see them i mean some of them are hilarious at the moment talking about we'll have our botox soon and we'll do this and we'll do that and and they're brilliant right and some of them you like proposing to people like their bridesmaids would you be my bridesmaid and all these really funny things and yeah. that's what it's for it's just connection and it's the disease to please that's in me that's all it is i know but it's it's it seems like a simple concept but i know there is so much thought and energy and passion that has gone into this because i don't want you to be coy or shy aveline but let's tell everybody that not only have you got one patent for this idea that by the way all ideas let's face it you know this and i know this all ideas yeah. are they're born twice. So first the idea comes in the mind before anybody yeah. puts it in their hand. So yeah. you throw this idea on a plane, I believe, and then talk yeah. about the patent as well in two, two patents in two different places. Go ahead. Well, uh, some people are probably sick of me telling the story, but I was in Harrods with my sisters. We were fine now, we were looking. And my mother and we were away in a weekend and I remember taking up this Cat Kitson book. And the funny thing is it's called Coming Up Roses. I mean, I didn't even like, you know, a year later I looked at the book again and, I, and on the back of it, it says, that she said, cat kids, and I'm waiting for everybody to realize that I don't know what I'm doing, right? And I suppose I've always, since the age of seven and eight, knew that I was going to do something, but I stopped it. Like I did what everybody else wanted me to do for a long time. And I kind of kept suppressing that thing that I knew I was going to have a company or I knew I was going to do something. And when I read this, I said, I don't know what I'm doing either. I haven't a bloody clue, but I'm going to do something, right? And that's the truth, by the way. We don't actually really know what we're doing. And I, and, and, I, and in a minute, I'm going to read a quote from, from the from the book Untamed, if you don't mind, right? But, but, but so- questions, What's one of your favorite? It was one of my questions for you. What would be one of your favorite quotes? So keep going. Keep so, but, but so I was on the plane, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting beside my sister Sinead and bang, I mean, bang, the idea just came. And I think it's because I was actually still, I'm not being very good at being still. And it came to me and my sister Serica wouldn't, you know, she thinks I'm cracked, you know, and she's, you know, she loves me to bits, but she thinks I'm cracked, right? So I said, if I get, if Serica says this is a good idea, then I'm running with this, right? So I got to the bag carriage, bag carousel, and I said to Serica, I need to tell you something, and I've come up with this idea on the plane. She turned to me, and she goes, bloom in a box. And I was like, oh, God, shit, i got to do it now. <laughs> i got to do it now. It's still but, giving me goosebumps, Avelina. Yeah, but they, can I tell you something? It took me five years to do it, okay? So... It's not that like, oh God, I said it. Everybody, can you emphasize that for everybody? Yeah, it took me five, five years. years. Not five minutes, yeah. five whole years. Five whole years. And you would think, oh my God, she's putting a flower in a box. What the hell took her so long? <laughs> but it's not It's not that, right? Because I needed this to ship. So we shipped this into the UK. I've shipped it as far as Luxembourg initially, right? So behind all the emotional side of what drives me, there is a technical product behind it, right? And it took months. And I mean, wooden spoons holding my vials upside down homemade it was like mary fitzgerald in my house for a long time with homemade boxes and and i'm not lying 10 times 20 times i said i wasn't doing it i did i said i'm not doing it 
because when you're really, really tired and you're working full time, right? And you're trying to bring money into the house and then you're putting every penny that you take and you're putting them with into a product. Children. With two yeah, small children. Two, yeah. two small children, yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, and I'm taking all my money and I could have redecorated my house 10 times over at this stage, right? And, you know, we all like, like to have these nice things in life and I'm putting them into this product that I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, actually, that's not true. I did know, right? Know. That's the difference, right? I was going to pull you up. I was going yeah. to pull you up. You did okay. know. So, I did. I mean, there was times I didn't know that, Pauline. There was times I doubted it. Like, Jesus, like, there's times that thing failed. Well, it would be fair to say that you didn't know the how part, which is what stops most people, because the need to know the how is why most people don't bring the idea to... Well, I, had to tell myself, I had to tell myself that now last week, though, Pauline. I had to say, Amelie, stop worrying about the how, you know, the bigger picture. Because you do, it's, it's a constant reminder. It's a constant reminder, right? But what I'm saying is, no, Pauline, to be honest with you, like, it failed so many times. It didn't ship properly. The box had to be changed. And there was lots of times when I was going, this is not, this is not going to work. And then I went to a patent lawyer and I was sitting down in front of the patent lawyer in Dublin. And I said, you know, here's a box and, you know, I want to get a patent for it. I think I'm onto something here because I'm transporting in water and blah, 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 blah. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, yeah, 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 no scratch. But I don't, I don't think you're going to get a patent, right? And in my head, in that instant moment, I said, we'll see about that. Good I didn't girl. say to him. I just said, we'll see about that, right? And I took myself off. And for a couple of months, I was like, oh, will I, won't I? And then I got talking to somebody, through somebody else one day, and he sat me down and he quizzed me for an hour. He hardly spoke to me. He just kept quizzing me. And he said, I think you're onto something. And I got a patent because, uh, you know, it's like 8% of women in the world own a patent. And I got a patent last May for this, right? And to be honest with you, I really hadn't a clue what I was doing. I mean, I was just... I was just testing and testing and believing in it and knowing that I was going to do it, right? Because in my head, I could see it. I could see it. And the funny thing is, right, I went through lots of different shapes and models of it, right? But it never changed. It never changed image. From that image on the plane to what it looks like now is exactly the same box. Exactly the same box. Well, look, at that is how dreams are made, right? Persistence, the idea, the passion, the desire, the determination the never giving up, the tears, the sweat, the blood, the money, the doubt and the worry, it's all part of it, right? Yeah. Because really the purpose of this show now going forward is to have people just like you, Aveline, who have pushed through all of those various challenges. And now you're sitting and there's been massive growth, correct? In a pandemic, yes? Yeah, I now have three employees and a warehouse. And yeah, then, and since last June really, because I only really, I mean, I, I soft launched it but the truth is, and Pauline, you said, what was my greatest fear? Like, I had loads of fears. I, I had tons of fears. Every day I had fears. I, and I still today have fears. I wake up with fears every day, right? Sure. And so I left my corporate job in June. Like, I tried to give up about three or four times. And you know this. And I kept getting lured back in because of this. And the ego. The ego kept pulling me back into that corporate job, right? Because, you know, I was well known. And I had this. And I had that. And all of a sudden, right? And I have to be honest with you, when people said to me for a long time, what do you do? I defined myself by my corporate job and not by I had a patent. I had this. I had this. Because the truth is, I was nearly embarrassed telling people that I was going to selling a flower in a box. And, and that, I, I can say that honestly now, but it's not it's not funny at the time, by the way. At the time, you feel like so judged, so judged, you know, that people think that you're doing this. And when I was telling people that I was leaving and I was doing Bloom in a Box, right? Oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. 
you know, that's lovely. So you might, you know, sell it in the, you know, like in the, here and there. And oh, that's really nice. You know, like I wouldn't even tell you the numbers we're selling at the moment. Right. And I kind of go. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know. Listen, I, I have a few questions, as you know. So I'm going to refer that you've, you've covered a lot of things here, Aveline, and it's fantastic. And I hope everybody that's listening in is hearing the passion, the honesty, the integrity, um, just Aveline's absolute stickability, shall we say. And, and that is really what, what, what it's, what's, called, what's called for. But you know what, I wanna just ask, you know, now that you are this wonderful entrepreneur and you've received awards and you've been acknowledged nationally, and I know you've big plans for this and I know there's a lot of interest in your product and you've two patents, correct? I have a European patent just about to come out, yeah. I have European patent pending, yeah. European? Oh, my God. I thought it was just UK. So European, fantastic. I have a UK and I have a European patent pending, yeah. Ah, I thought it was Ireland, but it was actually the UK. It was, it was the UK and Ireland and they go right. under, yeah, yeah. So, look, this is just unreal. So, what I want to ask you is this. As the entrepreneur now that you've given up the corporate and you are fully immersed in your business, just, you know, bring it, bring it home, literally home. What's it like to be Aveline now, the owner, entrepreneur, bloom in a box, featured um, businesswoman, uh, given talks? What's it like at home? What's it like with Finn and Isabel and your lovely husband, Dennis? And by the way, I'm so happy with Dennis and you do yoga with me every week. But I mean, tell me this. What is it um, like being mummy now? It feels like me. Oh, it feels I'm, like me. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Really no, am. it does. It feels like me. It just feels like me because um, that other well, by the way, that, I don't regret that other, I don't mean that other woman, because she's very much me. I don't regret her in the slightest. She was phenomenal. I actually look back there now and go, I don't mean that. I think that sounds like I'm talking about somebody else, because I'm in, in some ways I am talking about some, somebody else, and in lots of ways I'm not talking about somebody else, because sometimes I miss her. Sometimes I do miss, you know, the, the, the travel and the corporate life sometimes, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but I don't miss the the running of the round and, and, and the never being, you know, you know, the guilt that, you know, yes, this guilt that we all do, right? And, and like I, you know, but what it is like, yeah, Isabel and Finn, I, I probably know what it's like because Isabel and Finn will say something to me. Um, last Friday, I was having some delivery issues, um, but they were, they were they were small, right? And and I was getting a call about them and blah 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 blah. And it was about three o'clock in the evening, and I said, no, 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 no. Just going to think positive now. I'm just going to think positive. This is this is fine. This is going to work out, and it did work out. But I didn't pay any attention. I didn't think Isabel was listening, so. I went into her bed on Friday night and she fell asleep beside her. I was lying down talking to her and she says, the last thing she said to me is when she turned, she says, Mommy, you said today, Mommy, that, oh, I'm going to be positive now, I'm going to be positive and that's all going to work out. I'm going to be positive and we're not thinking negative about it. And then she goes, oh, Mommy, you know it worked. And she turned over and went to sleep. And, you know, I fell asleep instantly with her until I woke up the next morning and I went, Oh, so what I'm saying is they do listen to you. And Isabel, like, Isabel hears everything I say because she's like, and, and she throws a pack at me now too, right? <laughs> but like, she does, and, and they they hear they hear the bloom talk and they hear the business talk. Now, the other side of that, Joe, too, is that they see their mother constantly working as well, right? Which is great fun in the pandemic and homeschooling. Everybody's doing that. Everybody is doing that. And we're, we're doing the best that we can and and there's some days I, I i feel the guilt about it but i feel more me i feel more relaxed i feel that this is i know they're, they're involved with you really it's a different thing than the corporate job this is more of a yeah. family kind of concern oh, so yeah 
Oh yeah, I had them sweep in the warehouse the other day, and I had them cutting flowers, and uh, you know. It, it's I mean, I think that's hugely, you know, I think that's so beneficial to children that it's not just one way. And of course, I'm a big advocate. It's not just academia because so many children are not going to be academic. And no, they, I have a serious issue with that. No, and I'm not yeah. having a thing about academia. I'm not right. I don't like putting people into boxes, and especially in the academic world, because I would say that I was not an incredibly academic person. I wasn't right. I was a, I was, I, I, I call myself a dreamer in a way, and I was not, a, I don't take tests well. I don't, right? Um, okay. I've been on a journey this year as well that I think I may have discovered that I'm actually dyslexic. You know, that's the first time I said this publicly. Actually, yeah, and I think that all makes yeah, but that makes sense now when I look back in hindsight. That looks makes sense about why things didn't make sense to me in school. But then I also see the amazing things about being dyslexic. And, and you know, I have been told, looking by somebody now, that I more than likely am. And I feel like, I, I mean, I see it a mile away now. I see it a mile away now. But at the time, I didn't understand what it was. But you know what? It made me who I am because I can deal with things differently. And I look at things completely differently because, you know, but then I, I think that academics are amazing too. I think that I think that every child and is different, and and you know you should you should let your child follow where they want to go. And I'm I'm very much trying to do that with my two because my two are completely different. Yeah, no, and that's I, I'm I'm all for academia. We need everybody. You know, we're all interdependent, so we need the academics. Mm -hmm. We also need people that are a bit more creative and a bit more spontaneous and a bit more just like you, the entrepreneur. So look, you hit upon something when you mentioned um, about being the dreamer. So of course, my whole uh, idea and what I truly believe in is that we are born with a purpose and that we're souls and that we have divine assignments and that we have a calling. And so I, I want to know, you know, do you feel that you are closer to, well, first of all, do you buy into that? Do you, do you kind of feel that way or do you think, that you've designed this completely yourself or do you think there's some no. energy whatever you might like to call it so no i think it came from a, a higher a higher place without a shadow of a doubt it came from a higher place um i kind of like call it the feminine en energy myself uh, i think it came from the feminine energy um oh yeah i mean it did it had to because i mean it just came and elizabeth gilbert speaks about this right but she says that this is really important and this actually scared me in my you know when you get the idea right but the yeah. idea will only keep nudging for a while right Right. If you don't do something with that idea and take it, that idea will move on to somebody else who's going to do it. Yeah, right? big magic. And that she, was what you said in yeah. the big book. Yeah, no, it's, and yeah. it's absolutely true. Didn't yeah. she experience it with one of her own books? She had started to write a book, then she parked the book and she met an author at a function in New York, and the mm -hmm. author had the book because the idea had to be born. So I'm so thrilled that you did give birth to Finn and uh, Isabel first, then Finn and. Uh, yeah. But you know what? You mentioned your quote. What's your favorite quote? Or what's your quote of the day at the moment? What do you, are you loving? Read it out to us if you haven't. No, you, you know, it's funny because what started my journey and you actually posted it the other day and I couldn't stop smiling at it because it's one of my quotes that got me on this journey. It says, Elizabeth Gilbert again, this happens to be Elizabeth Gilbert. I've never seen any life transformation that didn't begin with the person in question finally getting tired of their own bullshit. Right. And I was so tired of my own bullshit. Yes. I was saying, when I'm ready, like, do you know, like I said, Teresa, I was always getting ready to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to be ready because I was getting ready to be ready to do this and I was getting ready to be ready to do that. And I was always at the end of the cliff and not, not about blame in a box, it's about everything, right? Getting ready to be that person, getting ready to be that mother, getting ready to be this blah, 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 that I, you know, that I wanted to be, that I really wanted to be, right? 
and then I was listening to, I actually was talking to a friend and this is how I, I'm not good and quiet. Clearly you can see that, right? I'm not good and quiet. But that's actually okay sometimes, right? Because when I was talking to a friend and sometimes I have to get on the phone and I have to verbalize, verbalize, verbalize. And when I come off the end of the call, I go, it's okay. It's okay, actually, I don't need to talk anymore. I've, I've actually, I know, I know what it is, you know, like that. And Elizabeth Gilbert, and this is not an Elizabeth Gilbert thing, right? But she does eat, pray, love. And you know, when Julia Roberts, I'll talk about Julia Roberts and she's inside in the, mon the monastery, right? And they're saying, they wanted her to be quiet or she thought she needed to be quiet, right? And then the head person in the monastery or whatever called her back one day and said, Liz, or whatever her name, Liz, yeah, Liz, you're not good being quiet. Being quiet does not suit you. I need you to invite the guests in. I need you to talk to the guests. And that was a huge awakening moment for me, right? Because I thought that I needed to be, you know, a certain person and be quiet. And People like used to put names to me, saying, God, she never stops talking. And then I suppressed myself talking for years. I didn't talk. I suppressed myself talking because I thought that this is the way like I should be. I hate that word should, right? Yes. Should and could, should, I hate them. And then I was watching her and I went, but that's me. I'm not meant to be quiet. Like I'm meant to like express emotion, express feeling. And actually by expressing, right? And people know this. I believe my emotions are so stuck down on me like they were. And by expressing them and talking them and dancing them out and all these things that I do, I was getting them all out of the cells in my body because suppress suppressing them was making me a very, very, very sad person. Yeah, no, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, it's just, and you found a medium in your business in, with a beautiful product that speaks volumes, a single flower. And I've been the recipient of your beautiful product. I've also been a giver of your beautiful product. And there isn't one person that has received one of your products that hasn't said, wow, you know, it's you just. Know, funny, I know, but funny, I don't consider myself really a florist, right? I two flower shops for 10 years. I say I'm I the person. Florist, yeah, no, no, but you know what I mean? No, I would say that I am the person that owns a company that makes people feel good. Right. So when I was setting it about, I wanted it to be affordable. Right. But I wanted it to be really luxurious because I was selling an experience. So I'm like, sometimes it doesn't work like that. We've had cases where the flower is broken and stuff and it devastates me. Like that happens sometimes. And that's, you know, it happens, right? And But like for 99% of them, it's perfect. But yes. like I wanted that woman, and I will say woman, right? To open mm -hmm. that box. You know, that wonderment of children opening boxes and what's inside in the box, right? Because I suppose I have this childlike sense. Yeah. And yeah. Open the box, what's in the box? But you know what it is? I don't do it. It's the person that's sending the message. It's the message and the acknowledgement from one person to the other. That's all it's, it is. It's the gesture. I, I know you're all into yeah. the random acts of kindness and everything. No, look at that. It's just absolutely fantastic. Um, I just want to quickly have a look here. Um, here's another question, Aveline. When do you feel, you know, your your, your connection to God, spirit, your higher self? I'm when? Talking. <laughs> no, no, when I'm having like, no, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm being true to myself, right? But no, but in nature, mm -hmm. I love nature. I have to have nature. I have to walk in nature and, and, I, and I love that. I love listening to podcasts and I love listening to entrepreneurs and people. Um, I'm actually listening to Barack Obama, Promised Land at the moment on Audible. Oh, wow. And I love that. And I always feel that when someone says something inspirational and I always feel really good as well when I see acts of kindness between people. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel really connected and it could be small things. And believe me, the pandemic's been crap. Of course it has, right? But it's been amazing. It's been amazing when you see like 
small little things that people going around and, you know, delivering the groceries and all those things. I feel really connected then. And I think that everybody feels connected when they're giving. I really think that no matter what it is, right, you feel really good. You feel really good. I love that, um, what you've just said there, because it just struck me and it really is, you know, I think that's probably why people, but but to be aware of that, many people don't acknowledge it. I mean, in the main, we're all givers and not so Mm -hmm. good at receiving. And which we need to have in equal parts. But you're absolutely right. I think when you do give, that is actually a glimpse of God, the creator, the higher self, yeah. the soul, because it's soul to soul. And it's and I do think while the pandemic has been horrendous for many, many people, the pluses are greater connections, um, more self-respect, um, back to the way it was once upon a time. It certainly has made a lot of more people feel the equality, you know, that we're all in this together and that but, 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 and this is why this show really has, has been born is because I want to really demonstrate that there are people thriving and you're one of them. Yeah. You know, you're one of them. And, and this is nothing to be ashamed of because, you know, I even felt myself last year because I started my coaching side of my business, as you well know, this time last year was beginning of March. I was your first student. <laughs> Very good student at that. But, but the point was, there it was starting in a pandemic. And at times, you know, I used to hesitate to actually you know, invite people to consider even doing coaching with me. I thought, is this wrong? Is it crass? Is it ugly? Is it too much for people? But the voice inside, the voice inside said, no, keep going. People need to know that they've choices, that there's another way that they have the power within them and that they can make things happen. And you made all your changes last year. Yeah, but, but I also want to say that it's not easy either. I no. mean, it's not easy. It, it, it's a constant... Um, like I didn't just wake up and leave the corporate job and it all went woo you know do you know what I mean like it 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 it, it's hard and it's a belief in yourself all the time and believe in my customers actually and that's the truth I mean god almighty they were so patient with me some of them because I had some (laughs) some mishaps along the way because you know couriers and deliveries of time and COVID but I've had some amazing amazing times right but it is it is hard and it is a constant getting up every day and it's a constant reminder and it's a constant, you know, and there is days that you will not want to get out of bed. There is days like that. And there's no point pretending that they're not there because by God, they're there, right? And you need to peel yourself out of bed, right? But there is days that, you know, you I can feel sometimes the crap coming in again or the old paradigms coming in again and I have to catch them. I have to catch them. I have to catch them and I have to turn them that's important to, to, to highlight because nobody ever completely wipes the slate clear and suddenly we're all, you know, it's all a bed of roses or a bed of bloom, you know, <laughs> have a little pun in there, throw that in. No, we're not saying that any in any shape or form, but what you actually did was you created space to develop yeah. this dream. And um, what advice would you give your younger self today? Oh, be kinder to yourself, be kinder to myself. I'm very hard on myself, actually. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm my own worst critic, you yeah. know, and uh, I can be very hard on myself. And I look back now and I look at the 16-year-old and, um, God, she was actually all right. <laughs> you know, she was actually all right. And um, I, I would love to tell her to be kinder to herself, that, you know, to have more fun, to not take life so seriously. Now, I'm 44, me. It took me 44 years um, to do yeah. that. Because yeah. I don't think that I woke up, you know, like it's been, you know, um, and I and I still do it, but like have more fun, let go a little bit, dance in the kitchen, 
yeah. you know, laugh at yourself, right? You, you know, I laugh at myself all the time because, I mean, I do some stupid things, right? But I laugh at myself. But I just think, though, that 16-year-old was quite serious. She had a lot on her plate at the time. She was the eldest of six kids. You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, too. And she took life far too seriously. And I think only maybe in my mid-30s that I start to change. Well, listen, I, I might know the answer to this, but I do want to ask you. If you could have dinner tonight with somebody that you really admire, who would it be and what? Who, who would it be to give you the advice? Oh, Sarah Blakely of Spanx. I knew it. Would you be wearing Spanx? Would you just, would you wear a pair of Spanx? I would, yeah. I'd put on the, I'd put on the Spanx knickers and all that and I'd wear them just for her. <laughs> as well she has she's even got a male range at this but i know i, saw, I saw that but you know she she's hilarious right and she owns 100 of her company and she started off with five thousand euro and actually she says something similar to me i only wanted to make women feel good right because when you you know we all know like you know the spikes are great to make people feel good and more confident. But I love her. I love her and I love what she does. And I love that like she turned 50 the other day and she took herself off for seven days of a retreat. But she's funny. And I would Michelle Obama is the next one then after that. Michelle? Oh, Michelle Obama. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, you said your uh, one of the questions was your 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 favorite book, but you're reading Untamed at the moment. Or is it Tamed or Untamed? Tamed or Untamed? Untamed, I think, because and I would tell everybody to go get untamed right because I mean I've listened to Glenn Doyle on and off and blah 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 right but she talks about how women right really know who they are deep down right but they they lead their lives the way everybody else wants to do and she had to get divorced and she was an alcoholic and a bulimic and all these different things right but they all came at the end of the day from a feeling of not being who she wants to be. But if I can just read you this, which she, which she realized, she said, I understand now that no one else in the world knows what I should do. The experts don't know, the ministers, the therapists, the magazines, the authors, my parents, my friends, they don't know. Not even the folks who love me the most, because no one has ever lived or will ever live this life I am attempting to live with my gifts and challenges and past and people. Every life is an unprecedented experiment. This life is mine also. So I've stopped asking people for directions to places they've never been. There is no map. We are all pioneers. And I say, live your full life. I, you know, stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Just do what you want to do. And, I, and by the way, I have to remind myself that too. I have to remind myself that too. But like, if there is no map, right? You actually have, have to just go out there and take the road less traveled or else take the other road. And then you can do a U-turn. If you go down the wrong road, take a U-turn and come back up again and go down the other road. So that is a wonderful way, but just the final question that I'm going to be asking all my guests going forward. Mm -hmm. The first one, do you believe that Bloom in a Box is your calling? I think it's definitely my calling. Yeah, I think it's definitely my calling for now. I think that there's other things that are going to lead out of this that I'm going to do, but without a shadow of a doubt, Bloom in a Box <laughs> has actually made me bloom out of the box in a funny kind of a way myself, right? And I didn't actually mean that, it just came out. You're speaking the truth, that's what it is. I think it has, and I have lots of new products coming, I have a new range coming, and I have different stuff coming, and I do think that it's the start. I do think it's the start. So that's, again, just a magnificent answer because what I'm hearing and what I believe myself, Aveline, is because you've answered this calling, you had the blood, the sweat, the tears, the, the, the sleepless nights, the frustrations. Now 
the calling you answered it, but it's going to evolve. It has to evolve because nothing stays the same. And so there you are, you're already describing what's about to happen. So listen, I'm gonna leave it on this wonderful note. And you know, I love you very, very much. Yeah. I'm so grateful to you being here with us all today, Aveline. And I'm sure that the listeners have loved it. And so this is just the beginning of, of an amazing journey for, for you, Aveline, for me. And so for, I hope for many of our listeners too, just one, 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 uh, give us one more boost of your, your wonderful advice to everybody that's listening. No, I, I just think be kind to yourself. Be I kind. Actually, let's just say Mother's Day is coming up as well. So how can people, how can people order a blue? Oh, I don't, I don't want to be promoting it like that. You know, I mean, they can get, you know. Okay. I'm allowed to do that. They can find me on Instagram and, and, and Twitter, Bloom in a Box, everywhere. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, because it'll just, it'll, you know. But I, I, I do think, and this is the funny thing, is we're all killed trying to be kind to everybody else, right? But you have to be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and like that's a daily thing with me because I see the flaws and I see the whatever and I told you earlier my own worst critic and sometimes I have to pull myself back in and go you know what you're doing all right and you know what the irony is right we are so blessed and we don't even know it blessed is the word so I'm going to suggest to everybody to order yourself a bloom box and be kind to yourself because I can tell you one thing it's packed with love and yeah. So much and congratulations and continued success Aveline you're an, an angel and it's just a, a pleasure to know you okay I really enjoyed it thank you Pauline thank you thank you everyone. thank you for joining us today I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't already please subscribe to this show so that you will be notified when the next episode is released and remember keep believing you're amazing and you have so much to give now is your time